Hi, I'm Shreen Fatik, and you're listening to Making Marketing by Digiday. Every week, I talk to marketing leaders who are changing the industry one decision at a time, be it figuring out the role of consultancies, the relevance of agencies, or the resurgence of the CMO. There is a lot to unpack. And joining me this week is Mike Sheldon, Chairman and CEO of Deutsch North America. One of the most remarkable shifts this year has been the increased scrutiny on the marketing function inside brands, and that shift has meant more brands are demanding more than simply advertising from their advertising agencies. It's a shift most shops are not really equipped to deal with, and that's the theme of this episode, where Mike and I talked about learning new skills, the allure of consultancies, and if next year will bring more consolidation in the business. Hope you enjoy the episode. What's been, I don't know, the most interesting thing to you about where what has happened in media marketing, advertising that you've just, that you found most interesting or intriguing? Well, I think there's just been this huge, I don't know if it's shift, but mm. kind of an interesting um, direction in, in terms of data and analytics and getting farther upstream and thinking more about business building, not just advertising. We just... Hmm. We're in a new business pitch uh, on Monday, mm-hmm. and we had an hour, and they didn't want to hear anything about us. They wanted to hear about them, <laughs> and we spent, of that 60 minutes, 10 minutes on creative, and the rest was on business building, analytics, how to get further upstream, what these people should be doing to position and launch their business. It was, it was more of a kind of a startup, more in the digital world. Mm-hmm. And very little was about good old-fashioned TV spots mm-hmm. or our ability to crack the code in the creative world. And you just feel that more and more and more these days that, you know, the idea of, being an advertising agency, which I always thought was really cool, I just love the <laughs> idea of being in advertising, is really more about being in the business building business. And not so much, you know, we make ads, sure, we, you know, we do 25 spots a month probably yeah. between all of our clients and, and lots of digital work and everything else. Um, so maybe that's a long answer to your short no, question. No, that's, 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 a, that's a great place to start because I think that I'm definitely hearing more of that, you know, from actually across the industry. We're hearing more of that from even just sort of on the media side with publishers who are, you know, doing more for clients beyond kind of being ad sellers. We're hearing that from brands themselves that in the marketing section of brands, like we're, I, I definitely hear a lot from CMOs that are telling me essentially that, oh, we're, more than ever, marketing is a revenue driver. It's sort of, it gets, it's being held more and more accountable. We really have to focus on that and what that means. And then from agencies, the advertising is sort of, it's obviously happening and it's very important but that's almost become, in some ways, the endpoint of a, lar- a larger strategy or larger strategic purpose that's, okay, well, help us build our business or help us fix our business or help us do something with our business. Yeah, th- that's exactly right. I was interviewing somebody over the phone a couple of days ago who works in the consulting world. and but Oh, so they're coming was... to you, huh? <laughs> well, I didn't know it went that way, too. <laughs> it goes both ways, I guess. <laughs> we, uh, we were talking about how where he was frustrated was they do all this analytics and deep dive and they will tell a company that you should get rid of your subscription service and let it be free and blah 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 and they'll do pounds and tons of research and analytics and quant and then they never see anything like it's always 
somebody else gets executed. Mm-hmm. And I think we have the same insecurity on the other side is a lot of times we're the executors, but we're not as far upstream mm-hmm. as a consultant might be. And I think everybody's rushing. It's probably not a big headline, but everybody's <laughs> kind of rushing to the middle saying, well, everything's starting we, to look like oh. everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think we have the ability, the executional part, you mm-hmm. know, with managing, hiring and, and nurturing creative people is something that we're really good at and been doing for a very long time. The other side of it, I think, is what's exciting and and very doable, which is getting the right people in place to be good business thinkers and good strategists and good consultants. Uh, so, like you said, that's that's the conversation with the CMO today. Mm-hmm. So that's so that's a new new in some ways for agencies who have traditionally been focused on let's just call it execution. And I know that execution can take many, many different forms. That's a new skill though, right? Agencies weren't traditionally thinking about this. Agency leaders weren't necessarily thinking about, well, let's, let's have people who know how to do, whether it's whatever that consulting bit is really help people with business problems. Well, I will tell you when I got into the business 400 years ago, right? Approximately, right? (laughs) We were much, you know, we were much deeper into the client's business. Okay. So there was, you know, if you were somebody in advertising and you worked on a package goods account or financial services or soft drinks or whatever, you knew all the client's numbers. You could, you know, we used to, I used to train new brand managers at my client partners because I had more tenure and I knew as much as they did about, their business and market share and their margins and all that. Wow. And then I think we sort of got marginalized along the way and more clients took that work in-house and didn't want the agency to have that much data and that sort of thing. And now I think it's all coming back again. Hmm. Uh, and it, Or at least it's coming back to the agencies that are f- making it come back. Because without that, then we lose a piece of the pie that we should – be losing and we can't get involved in conversations that we should be getting involved in. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about why that, why, why do you think that happened? Why did, why, why did that first shift even happen? If, if, if at the beginning it seemed like you were deeper into that business and then suddenly clients said what? Uh, clients said, senior client says, why does the agency know more about my business than you guys do? Meaning you, the marketing department. Mm Mm-hmm. And I saw it a number of times, a number of clients that just said, you know, let's make sure that ad agency makes ads and let's make sure the marketing people know everything there is about the business. And I think that parallel path to that is, you know, fees are always coming down. Everybody's looking for efficiencies. It's cheaper to do stuff in-house because you don't have the overhead and the markup. Um, So you had both a philosophical, we should be in control of our own destiny, not so much the ad agency telling us, and also a financial, more rational side of it, which is, hey, it's cheaper for us to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's the reason that happened. And then it's, but it feels like it's coming back, at least to some places. Well, yeah, because we know that the advertising agency business overall is not growing. It's not like you've got, you know, $60 million in new revenue that you're chasing every year and you're going to pick up 40 of it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so for us to make sure that we are future-proofing ourselves and are relevant and robust in a much bigger agency tomorrow or five years from now than we are today, we've got to be into more slices of the pie. If the pie is shrinking, then we got to be have more pieces of that mm-hmm. pie. So you have to diversify where your money comes from. It can't just be that one one thing. Th- that's exactly right, and, and that's why you know a year ago we built that fifty thousand square foot building across the street called mm-hmm. Steelhead, and we do a lot of in house, a lot of production in house, or why we got really deep into digital. 10 or 15 years ago and do enterprise level websites because we didn't want that revenue to go away or why we're deep into social or AI or, you know, it's always about kind of staying ahead of the game and investing ahead of your revenue so that, you know, if you don't have the service, you're not going to be able to get the business. So yeah, you because you've always, you've always you made that a big part of what you do. I mean, I remember even just us talking like three or four years ago and I think you were saying at the time, when you had first kind of decided to put some money behind just production in-house and doing more of that yourself, or even just putting more money behind kind of, I think at the time, I forget what you called it, but it was sort of more experimentational things, like having people just playing around with a bunch of new things just in case some of that actually worked out and just to make sure that you had room for that. But it, that w- I always found that interesting because I think that, that that makes a lot of sense, especially in this market. But at the same time, I mean, you know, you're, you're part of a big holding company. You're You've got, you know, that holding company shareholders and obviously knowing, looking at the way overall that the businesses are going, is it hard to balance? Because it's one point it's like, hey, we have to invest ahead of revenue, but also you have to make those numbers look good at the end of the year. <laughs> yes, uh, Michael <laughs> Roth, I hear you. <laughs> no, I mean, the good news is right. we've done it time after time for 21 years so and we've always it. made our numbers. Right. And you got, you know, mm-hmm. it's because of a somebody like Michael Roth who says, yeah, you, you know, he doesn't look at this as just milk this thing and mm-hmm. get the best margins you can and damn the torpedoes. Mm-hmm. He knows um, that, you know, you have to spend money to make money. You have to invest to have a return. And this isn't just about, you know, grinding it out to the last penny, although that's always important and the <laughs> margins are important. But we have done this enough times where – you know what's going on. You read the trades. You read wonderful places, things like Digiday. Like you know where the world's going, and you know nothing I'm saying. Anybody who's listening to this is not going. Oh my God, I've never heard of that before. Everybody knows where this world's going in the advertising and marketing business. So it's just a matter of staying on your game mm-hmm. and going to where the buck's going. You mm-hmm. know, go. You know. We all know we better get into the consulting business. We know that we better get smarter about analytics and data. And you saw what I, IPG with their big yes. uh, investment recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it. I mean, this isn't rocket science. It's just, you know, staying away. I think you're making it sound easier than it is. I, I think that in some ways, like, okay, consultancy, that's a great, that's a good, great one to sort of maybe pick apart for a minute. I think, does everybody know that? agencies need to be potentially getting into consulting is that is that something that that people know should be happening because then everybody would be doing it and then then we wouldn't be you know worrying about Deloitte coming to steal our lunch or whatever (laughs) well I you know it's funny there's so much conversation about consulting at the same time consulting in the same time 
I have not yet, and we've got a lot of big clients, had Accenture, Deloitte, or anybody steal any of our lunch, you know, oh. or nor have we been in a competition head to head with, you know, our competition is ad agencies. We don't right. see. Deloitte You're not seeing Digital. them in pitches. You're not seeing Accenture or whoever really in, in the pitches that you're in. Not so much. Now, I mean, they, they work with our clients and, and you, you'll, you know, you'll come across them here and there, but it's not like, you know, oops, there goes a big piece of our pie. Mm-hmm. That said, we need to be getting into that world because it's, you know, there will always be a role in the world for a business builder, you know, no matter whether you, you know, we're going after a direct to consumer brand or, you know, uh, a big package goods or just, you know, whatever car company. Um, and the smarter you are about building businesses, mm-hmm. um, the more money you're going to make, the, the more successful you're going to be, the more, you, you know, you're going to attract the best people uh, and the more you're going to attract the best clients. Mm-hmm. So that's what we try and do is just feed, like act like business builders. Forget <laughs> about the ads. You know, we can make some cool ads and have. Yeah, of course. But, um, that isn't as sort of, uh, that's super fun. That's super cool, but we got other stuff to do. Too. I really love how easy you're making this sound. This is my favorite thing. It's just, just, <laughs> just be, just be good. You guys just, just be really good at business. Do smart stuff. Just be smart. Stuff. Be smart and don't be dumb. Um, <laughs> uh, stepping back, let's, let's just step back from kind of even Deutsch or APG or whoever for a little bit, but because just as somebody who's been in advertising and media and marketing for a long time. I, 400 years to be precise. Why, you know, the, the sort of the consultancy thing, the, the more interesting question to me that comes when I hear of, oh, our consultancy is coming or not, besides the point, is why why a company like, you know, Accenture or Deloitte um, and what they've done traditionally, you know, why are they building on kind of service businesses on top of their existing kind of audit accounting models? Because, and you know this, service businesses are tough. What what advertising and marketing has done has always been difficult. And <clears throat> the margins are not necessarily, you know, huge. They're, they're, it's, not, it's not like you're just going to be rolling in it. They're difficult. You have to manage creative people. These are all really difficult things. And what is the, what is the allure really for brands in general when it comes to, comes to these consultancies turning into agencies? Like, why, why, why is that a good thing or why is that an attractive even proposition? Well, I don't even know if that's exactly what they want to get into. I mean, if you could, you know, swap out your 60% margin business for your 15% margin business, would you do it? <laughs> like, no, it's, it's hard to, you know, it's not a good business move and it's just a very, very different beast, you know, uh, the, the difference between these two kinds of operations. So I don't know how deep they'll actually get into it and how much they will be hiring or how much they'll be gobbling up. And then when you talk to some of the agencies that are sort of embedded or now purchased by their consultant holding company, if you will, or, or owner. Sure. Like, like the heat Deloitte or the, all of yes. that. okay. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. You don't hear like, you know, that is not rainbows and unicorns. That it, It's not working perfectly. And the leads that, I'll, I don't know about heat, but the, the leads mm-hmm. that the ad agency gets 
aren't always great leads. And those people don't always talk the same language. Um, so I'm not sure how much they're going to want to get to this. You know, this is, this business is tough and the margins are thin and yeah. competition is ferocious. So many agencies, agencies out there, both big legacy and new startups and, mm-hmm. um, and everyone else is, and you know, even just the publishers with their own agencies. Now you're, you're sort of seeing to our point earlier, everything's starting to look like everything else as well. Yeah. The good news is that there's always quality always seems to win the day. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people can do creative or do production or whatever, but if it's not great, ultimately that that you know it all comes out in the wash. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why we've got creative people and they make good money and and they're special and and great production people and, and account management and planning and all the rest, of course, mm-hmm. um, because that quality take you know it takes talent yeah you know and it and it, you know it's hard to manage and it's you know these are dynamic beasts that you have to to deal with um so i don't, I don't know how deep though those guys will get into it and i want to take a quick break here if you like this podcast then you should also check out digiday live our podcast where we bring you the best sessions from our many summits from around the world we regularly feature conversations with media executives like Sarah Stringer of Care USA and Will Margaritis of 360i. Head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to Digiday Live. Now, back to my conversation with Mike Sheldon. So you, you sort of mentioned, um, you know, there, there's a lot of agencies out there, and that's definitely true. I think um, I was trying to actually figure out how many there may be. It's kind of difficult. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're, you're seeing some, I've seen. I believe there's of, 400. I, 400. It's that's just your number. Um, I think I actually think I found something and I don't know if I believe this. So if anybody listening to this can tell me it's uh, I think it was 200,000 agencies exist in the United States. And I, I don't know if that was that was even appropriate or right. But there are a lot and you are seeing I think, you know, we've seen this, um, you are seeing quite a lot of consolidation, um, whether it's within holding companies or in general. I mean, there there is there have been kind of this like surplus of agencies. And like you said, kind of quality rising to the top, which means there need to be fewer. Um, and clients, frankly, are, you know, don't want the days of them having like 10 agencies in their roster, I think are sort of starting to fade. Um, more consolidation next year, you think? More will happen? More consolidation within the Agencies. industry? Mm-hmm. I think they'll, you know, whatever's reasonable. I, I, I don't pay too much attention to what's going on at, um, you know, WPP or Publicis or any of those. You know, I'm just not, you know, IPG is kind of my world and happily. <laughs> um, I think it, you know, if it makes sense and it's organic, yes. The thing that I'm really encouraged by, which I, I had always been sort of against, don't tell anybody, but is partnering with other IPG agencies. Like we have some stuff that we do with UM and mm. Golan and PMK. There's a lot of that like team-based. Even FCB and Huge. Mm-hmm. And I've been really pleasantly surprised at how bright these people are, how easy it is mm-hmm. to collaborate. And, you know, we were always the kind of agency that said just – screw it, do everything on your own, uh, and stay pretty insular. And, you know, we kind of opened the door a little bit, uh, over the last couple of years and it's been really rewarding. Um, well, that's, that's also, I think part of it, I think in some holding companies you're seeing 
outright murders, but in many, and I think everybody has their own name for it, you're seeing this thing of, well, holding companies, not just this kind of, you know, holder of this agencies and sort of just a shell holding company. It's actually, there are, I'm going to use the word synergies. Um, I'm sorry to everyone who's ever edited me, but there are things that should be working together. There's different parts of the environment you can pick out. And I think clients are saying, well, what if we can have the best talent from this IPG agency and then combine it with all of these amazing capabilities at Deutsch that that's happening. And that's, I think part of, part of the, I guess, a new holding company mindset in a way. Yeah. It, it all comes down to the human beings in the room. Uh, you know, IPG, there's, there's somebody named Simon Bond who works for IPG, who's just phenomenal, just an incredible human. And he is a great matchmaker for, you got a new business pitch, you got a certain problem you're dealing with, with a client. He'll say, you should work with this company, this IPG agency, and not that one. And these people, this team is a little bit different, and you should be with them, not them. And Simon does a great job of sort of orchestrating, you know, uh, help within the holding company. That said, if it isn't natural and doesn't come together, you know, this entity called Deutsch, and there's a lot of great agencies out there, but there's this one mm-hmm. has its own ecosystem and DNA, and it's creatively driven, and it's very, um, uh, it, it, it's its own thing. And, and while we're great collaborators with other agencies, we're also very proud of what we have and don't want to, you know, you can tell when you, there's organ rejection, you know, w- with the wrong partner. So it's a, it's a delicate thing. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. One thing also was, I think you were saying this earlier, but, you know, clients that took a lot of things in-house, bringing it back, definitely in-house seems to be another kind of, word that I'd look, look to describe the year with. Does that worry you, clients doing more themselves? A little bit. Um, again, I mean, it's a, it's a talent race. If you have, you know, really incredible internal talent, yes, then I'm really, uh, I'm nervous about that because it's a cheaper way to go. Hmm. So, but I don't always see that being the case. Not that there's not a great, you know, like the Tor Myrons of the world, world-class talent at Apple. Um, but I don't know that every agent, every client wants to do that because you might be able to pick up uh, a bit of savings, but you miss that outside objectivity, and you miss, you know, we sing for our supper every day, and we're in fear of losing account every minute of every day. Cause that's just, if you don't, right. then you're going to, then you're going to lose them. And that little bit of paranoia is what keeps you here late. Sometimes mm-hmm. makes you work long hours and weekends and push. And, you know, when you are a vendor, it's a very different mode than when you're an internal person. And a lot of clients recognize that there's real value in having that objective hunk, hungry, mm-hmm. um, agency. And, you know, we're people pleasers. We're looking for people to say, yeah, you, you guys are great. <laughs> so do none of your clients have kind of built and Again, it's never, it's, I think that you are right in that. I don't think it's like a all out, like we're going to do all of it ourselves, but I think there are, there are indications that small bits of it, small bits of the execution process. Well, we'll just do this ourselves. And again, leave the agency potentially for the strategy, leave the agency for the big picture, leave the agency for the big Super Bowl ad. Um, 
But there is a little bit of a maybe a chip away or just a change in what those responsibilities have been and how they've been divided between client and agency. Yeah. And if I were them, I'd be doing the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, where it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, some places it does, some pl- places it doesn't. It's a, incumbent upon the ad agency, because that's the side of the table I sit on, is to always show value in the stuff that we are doing and to grow our business in spite of some of the stuff going in-house. Um, and what I'm so encouraged by is, while there aren't as many big, juicy reviews going on as there had been even five and seven years ago, mm-hmm. there's so many new, not really startups, but, you know, fifth stage, you know, <laughs> funded companies yeah. that are now, like when we got Zillow, mm-hmm. it's now been a long time, but... Mm-hmm. Nobody knew who, who Zillow was. Yeah, it was but they kind were of a startup. Right. And it was, yeah, it was absolutely a startup. And um, now they're this big tent, you know, tent pole of the, of the internet. And more people Google the word Zillow than they do real estate. And, you know, those little startups, there's so many companies like that that just pop onto our radar screen. Hmm. Which is the it, new, which could be a new opportunity. Absolutely. Do you and, ever think about investing in them yourselves? Oh yeah, I do. I've got. The, <laughs> I'm probably not the worst. Tell us, <laughs> picker, but I've got a few here and there, just as a goof, and you know, it's worked out. When they're when they're that small that I can invest in them, then <laughs> their chances of succeeding are pretty low. Uh, but I do it be, if I believe in in, in the people. Uh, much more so than believing in the idea that there's a million mm-hmm. ideas, but execution is everything. So if I see a couple of people that mm-hmm. I believe in, you know, I'll, I'll give them a couple of bucks. But uh, I, I can't say that, it, you know, it's, you know, I'm retiring anytime soon. <laughs> Before I let you go, uh, resolution for the industry for 2019, what should they be doing? Uh, building businesses, keeping your eye on the ball. You know, there's a lot of people sort of beating each other up and talking bad about the industry. <laughs> this shit's a blast. I mean, really, we get paid to be creative, be strategic, work with people who are vital and vibrant and alive. Um, I would say be grateful, be in a state of gratitude that it's really easy to shit on everything that we do. And you can equally be super positive about everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And I'm in just a constant state of gratitude for the people that I get to work with, for the clients who've been nice enough and smart enough to employ us. Uh, I just, you know, uh, I refuse to be negative on this industry. I will only be positive. And I, I think that uh, that the industry would be well uh, that, that, that would be a good thing for people to be thinking about as we go into 2019. Amazing. Mike Sheldon, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you, Shireen. It's fun. And that's all for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Our producer, of course, is Aditi Sangal. If you like the show, then please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. If you can also reach out to me with your feedback, tweet at me. I'm at Shireen Batik or email me, Shireen at Digiday.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode.